all you need to know. The Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and here's wishing you a happy start to the week. This is the daily morning update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 16th of September. Global oil prices surged the most on record after a drone strike on a Saudi Arabian oil facility removed about 5% of global supplies. In one of the most dramatic openings in the history of oil markets, Brent crude futures jumped about $12 a barrel in the seconds after trading started this morning. That's the biggest advance in dollar terms since they were launched in 1988. On the New York Mercantile Exchange, West Texas intermediate contracts were frozen for about two minutes after the scale of the move delayed the market open. The reason for this surge in prices is an attack that took place over the weekend. Saudi state energy producer Saudi Aramco lost about 5.7 million barrels per day of output on Saturday after 10 drones struck the world's biggest crude processing facility in Abqaiq and the kingdom's second biggest oil field in Quraysh. For oil markets, it's the single worst sudden disruption ever, surpassing the loss of Kuwaiti and Iraqi petroleum supply in August of 1990 when Saddam Hussein invaded his neighbour. US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo claimed over the weekend that Iran was responsible for the attack after Yemen's Iran-aligned Houthi rebel group claimed responsibility for the attack. Saudi Arabia will probably restore about half of the oil production that was lost after the drone strike as early as today, though a full resumption of oil supply may take weeks. That's according to industry consultant Energy Aspects, who said this in a note sent to clients on Sunday. Last I checked, Brent crude, which was hovering about the $60 per barrel mark on Friday, had jumped to over $67 a barrel this morning. Back home over the weekend, Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman announced a slew of measures aimed at boosting economic growth, particularly with regard to exports and also to aid the flagging real estate sector. The big announcement was the setting up of a special fund that will provide last-mile funding to affordable and middle-income housing projects that are stalled due to a liquidity crunch. Representatives of the real estate sector who spoke to Bloomberg Quint said that while the measures were welcome, they were unlikely to be enough to aid the struggling sector. Do have a look at the coverage on the website to find out about the other measures announced and what they are likely to achieve. Moving on, Air India posted an operating loss of about 4,600 crore rupees in the last financial year, mainly due to higher oil prices and foreign exchange losses. The net loss for the year stood at about 8,400 crore rupees. Aiming to unearth financial irregularities and other fraudulent transactions at listed companies, the market regulator SEBI is planning to set up a new whistleblower mechanism for auditors and other gatekeepers to report such cases. In corporate news, State Bank of India will seek clarification from the Reserve Bank of India on whether it can offer long-term home loans with rates that will be initially fixed and then become floating, according to Chairman Rajneesh Kumar. 
This comes after the RBI mandated that lenders shift retail lending to floating rates that will be determined by external benchmarks like the repo rate. And speaking of SBI, it has dropped its plan to take its general insurance arm public. Chairman Kumar said there's no need as of now to raise additional capital. In the week ahead, the U.S. Federal Reserve, Bank of England and Bank of Japan will all set monetary policy. The Federal Reserve is widely expected to lower U.S. interest rates in response to slowing global growth and muted inflation when it meets on Wednesday. In international markets, two of the three early risers in Asia were trading this morning and they were heading in opposite directions. The Australian benchmark was marginally in the red, while the Kospi in South Korea was higher by about three-tenths of a percent. US markets ended mixed on Friday. With that, it's over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning Darshan, how are we likely to start the week? Hi Alex, good morning, good morning everyone. Global queues seem to be muted at this point of time on account of crude which is up almost 11% in trade. The SDX Nifty is trading down by almost uh, 90 points currently. Asia is trading weak. Uh, Japan is shut today but the other queues are not looking good. Some of the stocks that we need to watch out for, watch out for some of the stocks in the real estate sector. The finance minister announced a 20,000 crore stress fund or completion of stall projects in mid-income or affordable space. Fund projects have been classified as non-performing assets or not facing insolvency action. Watch out for some of the aviation companies, oil marketing companies, paint companies, upstream company. The big surge in crude of almost anywhere between 11 to 15 percent and definitely some of these stocks will react negatively. M&M will observe no production days between 8 to 17 days for the automotive sector and the farm sector. Equitas Holdings says that SEBI has returned the draft scheme for listing of Equitas Small Finance Bank. SEBI advised the company to resubmit the same after ensuring compliance with norms and the company stated that the bank will initiate necessary steps to list its shares through an IPO. India Bulls Housing Finance will be in focus. Delhi High Court passed an injunction against Rajya Sabha member Dr. Subramanian Swami and others and the order bars Dr. Swami and others from posting against the company. Colgate Palmolive had its first analyst meet. Ram Raghavan, the new managing director of Colgate India, met analysts. Gaining back market share was the key task in the next few years, according to the management. Much wider play on naturals and driving premiumization and aims at being more consumer-focused than merely responding to competition. Reliance Capital will receive 6,000 crores from Reliance Nippon Asset Life Management Take Sale. Bharat Electronics wins an order worth 5,357 crores for Akash Missiles, which was long pending. SML Izuzu will close down its chassis manufacturing plant in Punjab from 16th of September 21st. So again, show stress in the uh, automotive industry. India Energy Exchange, Amansa Holding acquired 1 crore shares. Brokerages Goldman Sachs has initiated on LNT Infotech with a buy and a target price of 1854. Edelweiss has upgraded Axis Bank to a buy from a hold. The target price has been kept at 761. And Axis Capital has raised target price on Westlife Development to 380 from 370, maintaining a buy. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website, bloomberquin.com and click on the All You Need to Know tab and you will be prepared for morning trade. Thanks, Arshan. And as always, thank you all for listening in. That's all we have for you on this podcast. But as always, there's a lot more on the website, BloombergQuinn.com. So do check it out. This is Alex Matthew signing off. Have a great day. 
I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.